And welcome back to episode 41 of the Weekly Tech Ramp with me, Jay. And me, Carl. How you doing, I was, Jay? I'm, I was about to say episode 42, but I was I was slightly ahead of myself, I think, there. <laughs> you are. We're 41, aren't we? 42 is we the are next week. 41. Well, and this week, I'm doing really well, thank you, Carl. And this week, of course, is our WWDC roundup for what was probably one of the best WWDCs for well, some time, I think, in terms of keynotes. Did you think so? I see. I personally thought it was, but a lot of the media said it was a bit mediocre. You know, no hardware announcements. Uh, but I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. There was lots of good features coming to the platform. There was, and it, uh, you know, what was it? Just just under an hour and forty, I think, wasn't it? Give or take. It was, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so, and there was a lot of a lot of stuff that made you think, "Whoa, that's going to upset some people." Definitely, but I think you know we're going to get into a few of those bits tonight. Um, on, on the subject of it but yeah definitely you're right there's a lot of features that apple are bringing out that people are going to be saying uh that's not new or so and so does that but yeah, that's the thing about apple apple is apple is never groundbreaking in some areas typically you know for a lot of their services it's kind of like well you know let's just watch let's see what people yeah. really want or people use product x well what features do they use in product x and apple then release it and it goes mainstream, don't they? And I think a lot of the stuff they dropped in Dub Dub, you could argue, you know, shows up in in other people's uh, apps and services. But you know, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Really, you know, you watch what your competitor does, and then you're like, well, we can beat that. Yeah, everyone copies everyone. They do. It was also, I definitely think the Craig Feder- the Craig Federini show, was it not? Yeah, he was center stage, wasn't he? He was on was fire every now and then, but uh, it, it was all Craig. And Craig's got such charisma. I mean, the man, you know, as a host goes, he's just, he's perfect because he's not wooden. He, he's having fun, isn't he? You know, you just, it's, he's loving it. Like, <laughs> he's absolutely loving it. So it was awesome. So no, I thought it, I thought it was one of the best dub dubs, dubs for a while. And, you know, again, the slick Apple production values that we've seen over the last 12 months of the pandemic are on fire as well. You know, Apple have pulled it out of the bag. This is tried and tested method now. And it just keeps on that train. That train just keeps on going, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, they keep upping that CGI, don't they? They do. The um, I must say though, the start of the WWDC. If anybody hasn't watched it, or maybe you did and can't remember the the bit where they had kind of the developers saying, you know, what would you do to kick off the show, wasn't it? And they kind of yeah. set it up <laughs> with the was brilliant. Some of the ideas great, and the fake the fake uh, Tim Cook wasn't it, and fake Craig and all that kind of right, stuff, yeah. and <laughs> and then Tim Cook stepping out on the Steve Jobs Auditorium. To a yes. room full of um, emojis, you know. Again, yeah, nice touch, nice touch. Yeah, <laughs> very, very nicely done. But so we've got a lot to cover this evening. We're going to talk uh, a bit about iOS 15, iPad OS 15, um, Maps, Health, Mac OS Monterey, and we'll also talk about the watch uh, spatial and the spatial lossless audio release, which is now available, and I am loving that. I'll come back to that. There's updates to FaceTime. There's updates to Siri, and this thing called iCloud Plus, which is also technically available at the moment if you know how to use it. So, yeah. Carl, let's uh, kick off then with iOS 15 then. So, iOS 15, you know, obviously the big ticket of the evening because of the phones. You know, we're going to see that launched in, to use our American friends term, the fall, aren't we? So October, I suspect, um, is likely yep. or late September. Uh, and, you know, I, personally, I mean, I'll, I'll let you kind of give your thoughts. But my first thought was iOS 15 isn't groundbreaking iOS no, 14 did that. This is 
this is building on the foundations of 14 set, isn't it? And and improving some of the, the key sort of capabilities, but also adding new features as well on top of that. So give me your give us your rundown of what, what your thoughts were. Yeah, you're right. So there was some there was some really good stuff. Uh, like my favorite used to be live text, but obviously that also works on iPad OS as well. So some of the stuff we're going to talk about, it, it, you know, mixed between them, but the live text was brilliant. That was the, um, I suppose it's their OCR, isn't it? It uses OCR Basically, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, AI to digitize all the text. So it go it'll digitize all the text in your camera rolls, your handwritten notes. Uh, you can point your camera at a wall of text and it'll, uh, you can just, you know, uh, click your finger on the screen to move over it and it will then highlight it all and you can just copy that straight into a notepad or something like that or into your presentation some serious machine learning going on there isn't there yeah and even even does pictures on the web so it's in safari as well so if you're browsing the web and you see a picture you can maybe it's a i think they used the example of someone sitting in front of a cafe didn't they and Mm. there was a phone number on it so he just highlights the phone number of his finger and it says and clicks the call button there's a, there's a, on that point, though, and I know we'll talk about macOS later on, but there's a really interesting point that they didn't mention about this, by the way, because obviously that yep. live text shows up in macOS Monterey. Um, yes. That'll only work on M1 Max. I've got a section about that later. There's quite a lot <laughs> that only work on an M1 Max. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Like, <laughs> I was going to talk about that in the Monterey section. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I couldn't work on the Intel. You're no, just no. segmenting that out. I'll, 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 I'll let you come back to that. Sorry, that was just cool. I, I had that in my notes here. I was like, because it was like, what? But yeah, sorry. Yeah, carry exactly. on. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. But yeah, and the, a lot of the stuff that they're doing, especially with live text and other stuff, is. They keep highlighting it's processed on the device. A lot of yeah. stuff, and um, we'll talk about, I suppose, more about that when we get to Siri. A lot of stuff is now being moved into on-device processing, uh, which is, is a big thing for privacy. They they were very keen to point that out. Weren't they? There was a big yeah. theme about the privacy, about you know data, you know personal data. Uh, you know, the experience as the, the user was key, wasn't it? You know, and, and privacy kind of was a thread that ran through, I think, you know, the whole sort of evening and even with the developer conversation as well, wasn't it, at the end? It was, exactly. And, you know, uh, and going back to the live text, you know, it supports seven languages, uh, but it also supports object detection, which I thought was quite clever. Oh, so I'm crazy. sure we're going to see that improve. So <laughs> you've got a picture and it's got a dog in it. You can click it and it'll, it'll attempt to tell you, I suppose, what breed it is. Uh, what the plant in the picture is. I, I don't know how accurate this is going to be, but uh, I'll be interested to see how this progresses. I, it, it, you know, that that, that uh, demo, I think it was, wasn't it Craig who did that demo? I think it was, wasn't it? It was, of, yeah. of doing that. It, you know, I watched that and I was like, what? And then I was like, that's really useful actually, because, you know, how many times have, have you taken a photograph of something, a book or a page, a magazine, you know, his example is a recipe, you know, uh, you know, we've had that here, you know, my other half, my wife does that, you know, mum's thought, you know, gives her a recipe or something, takes a picture of it. Cause it's the quickest thing to do, isn't it? You know? Um, and then you're like having to scribble it down, but the fact you can OCR, it seems so simple, but it's actually so effective on the other hand, isn't it as well? I think I mean, there are apps that already do this. Definitely. Of course, sure. OCR isn't new, is it? Let's be honest. No, you know, exactly, oh, but this is just very slickly integrated into the Apple ecosystem, though. And you could, you know, our friends, are, our, our Android friends are going uh, Lens, you know, the and uh, the Translate yeah. app, isn't it? You know, that was uh, was it what was it World Lens originally? Do you remember before Google purchased it? it? Yeah, the one that did the Translate, wasn't it? And they built it into uh, 
the the phone and the camera and of course that works as part of yep. the translate and all that and of course then the, there is office lens as well from microsoft that does yes. a similar thing as well isn't it but again it's the seamlessness of being built into the os again i think it's key yeah definitely and so yeah it's, it's that sleekness isn't it um I mean, there were other bits of, you know, iOS 15. There were, there were some improvements to iMessages, which is a bit more, I suppose, uh, fit and finish, wasn't it? It was polishing and sprucing it up. Uh, um, what, what, what was I going to do? Shared with you. That's what they're calling it, isn't it? Uh, the sh- yeah, this is this is big, isn't it? The, the kind of share API. Yeah, this is, again, again, it's linking stuff together and making it easy for you. So, yeah, it's a shared with you API. It's fact that, so, say someone sent you a, a, it's like a news article from Apple News or a link to... Some music and Apple Music, or I don't know something from Apple TV, for example. And you know, obviously, quite often it's not the right time, is it? You think that's brilliant, but I don't have time to watch that film now. I'm in the middle of a meeting or whatever. Uh, but you know, next time you go into Apple TV, or your music or your photos, it's all going to have a section now uh, called shared by uh, shared with you, isn't it? So uh, yeah, where it will show those stuff that your friends have, have shared with you, so you can now go back to see them. Again, it's just like you say, it's simple tweaks and finishes that are kind of polishing off the improvements that they brought in in 14. Um, and I think the same could be said for the notification stacks as well, isn't it? So the notifications yeah. have been redesigned. Uh, again, you know, <laughs> Android will be laughing going, guys, we've been doing this for a while. Um, but the, you know, the, the new stacks, the new messages thing, too, I think it shows up now with, you know, better little pictures, rounded icons. Yeah. You've got, you know, uh, application mess- notifications, uh, will stack in their own things. You've got the summary as well, which is which is nice. That kind of like morning or evening summary that will suggest uh, you know a group of uh, notifications into one almost like page for you. Yep. And and again, it's just fit fit and finish, isn't it? As you say to to the improvements. Um, one of the other things I think it was that focus focus. Well, I was going to say I was just I was just going to lead it. Yeah. It, yeah. The, it leads on into focus. So focus again is this is you know the big thing around distraction, isn't it? And helping to. Yep kind of i guess silence some of the, the noise maybe of you know that devices yep, have today yeah um and this focus i think is also if i'm correct coming to mac os as well isn't it if i remember correctly yeah yeah um, OS, obviously yeah yeah so focus is going to be you know it's helping reduce distractions so it's allowing you to filter what notifications uh what pe- device the device shows you based on either a particular time or you can set it to a state can't you so you can have it as yeah. personal time fitness states, can't you so, yeah, or working yeah work and it will only show you notifications from work apps that you've chosen or work people that you've chosen and filter out everything else for you now could again could you argue this is very similar to android's work profiles <laughs> you could indeed yeah but obviously you can create more than one of them True. I just kind of, you know, kind of thinking like, hang on a minute, you know, you could see the start to see overlaps. But again, I think, you know, for a lot of people that use a single device for work and play, the Perfect. ability to kind of, I guess, split that a little bit, maybe, you know, even if this is a kind of just a notification level, is definitely exactly. going to be helpful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sure spotlight. Showed, Go on. Sure, uh, sorry, I'm sure I saw it showing rearranging of apps as well and, and home screens to only show the apps that are relevant to you. I think it, yes, I think it can, can't it? Because it can, it also will show as well. Uh, I had here from the, the screenshot I got was from in messages as well. So if I was to message you um, on iMessage and you're in focus mode, it would basically tell you a bit like, you know, when we're using Teams or Slack at work, you know, yep, yep. and it that says you're in DM. Yeah, you're busy or do not disturb, you're in a meeting. It's kind of got a similar notification as it's saying that yep. you're not available, um, which I think, again, that's really useful because, you know, the world we live in today, it's so difficult to know 
if somebody's busy or you know in the middle of something you know sometimes i think yeah. people feel compelled to reply don't they you know if somebody messages you or you get agitated you know i've sent this message and no one's replied has exactly. he read it and he's just ignoring me has he not read it i suppose this, this at least tells them i'm busy at the moment i'll get back to you later yeah and and again this is not just for apple applications initially there's going to be a status api so yes. you know app app developers can build this in so i i reckon we'll start to see this in a lot of the productivity applications coming forward because Definitely. you know the big the big developers are going to want to be in on this aren't they they did they did um yeah i mean what else did we get? Um, well, I was just say about Spotlight. Weather, weather got an update, didn't oh, well, we'll come back to weather. Yeah, Spotlight was the other one I just had written down quickly. Was um, obviously if you're using a Mac, aren't you? You use Finder, which is kind of yep. the same thing, you know. For and on, on the on anyone on your devices, but I find yes, yeah, Spotlight. I rarely use it. I use it more on the the iPad because I've got the keyboard, so mm. I do you know uh, command space, you know, and yeah, search. I don't really use it. No, you're right. No, I but, don't really use Spotlight actually. <laughs> but, uh, but so on the iPad, that's the only time I do it because it kind of it's a you know kind of a, a holdover from uh, the Mac, you know, because of the keyboard shortcuts. But on the phone, I, I never really search for anything on the phone, you know. But Spotlight was they showed it now that it's got more of the machine learning intelligence capabilities built in, so it can search uh, for fo- uh, for photos, it can search for places in photos. Um, it can find apparently text, text again. Photos. That yeah, that no, OCR. Text, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna uh, in iOS 15 will also allow you to uh, search for I think you know, r- more information on things like TV shows, web content, um, contact cards for recent conversations I had there on my notes. Uh, also things about uh, find my location if you've got your contact in there, and apparently it'll be available on the uh, the home screen as well, the lock screen. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, just again, I know it's like not a massive thing for a lot of people, but it's productivity. It's helping to, I guess, just improve that experience. But back to what you were saying about weather. Oh, yeah. Now, weather. Now, that is a huge upgrade. And it I've is. got some, uh, some suspicions here. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, they bought Dark Sky. customer of Dark Sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bought them and cut back up. Well, no, the app's still running, uh, but they're killing the API, which I've actually got plumbed into my home automation platform. So I need to find an alternative to that. Uh, but yeah, it's, they're obviously making good on this acquisition of Dark Sky and taking a lot of its technology. They're completely updated design. It's very, very visual, isn't it? There's a lot of animated backgrounds depending on uh, the weather. Well, the well it, yeah, it's, it depends on the condition. Apparently the sun, if you, it's a beautiful sunny day, the screenshot that Apple show is the sun. And apparently it'll move across the app window based on where the sun is in the sky. In the sky and where you are. Very, very clever. That's so clever. Uh, <laughs> but I think they were also surfacing a lot more information. Aren't oh, they? massively. Yeah. So, what's so you got there? Wind. I think you had wind. You had rainfall, visibility, air pressure, uh, humi- yeah. uh, humidity levels. I think I saw there. UV as well. I think was the other one. Was that right? Yeah. Um, kind of expanded on the the forecasting of rain, aren't they? Within the next couple of hours, we have that in iOS fourteen now because obviously that's what you had with Dark Sky. Yeah. What it was kind of famous for, but it's a bit more there in your face now. A bit more obvious. I, I personally have been using for a long time. I used to use the BBC Weather app here in in, yeah. um, in the UK, um, and then I switched over to the Met Office, which is obviously the the national one. And I use that as my main app. I've got that as the widget on on uh, my um, uh, you know swipe to the right. You know, the, not the col- okay, control yeah. suite. You know, and I've got it as a widget on the iPad. But you know what? Looking at the new Apple app, I I be happy to move to that if I'm honest with you, because it shows me just as much information as that does. And again. You know, it's one less app. Accuracy, though, isn't it? One less well, app, that... but how accurate is it? I mean, I, I use it. I use the uh, built-in weather app all the time. Uh, 
I have Dark Sky, but I don't use it that much now because I wanted it for the, is there going to be rain the next hour when I go out? And that's all <laughs> already in the weather forecast. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That's Again, it's um, how many apps do you need? You know, how many ways are this going to cat? And actually, the more Apple refine these apps, I think, like you say, if the accuracy is in there or the, you know, the, the feature that you're looking for, it's one less app that I, I really need on the device, isn't it? You know? Definitely, definitely. Um, what else we got to call out? Oh, wallet. wallet. Yes, massive upgrade. Well, at the moment, massive upgrade if you live in the US, at least, for one <laughs> well, feature. Uh, yes, yeah. but there's hope for us at some point. So what do we get? We got more integration with things like smart locks, cars, uh, house locks keys, houses, uh, house keys, work passes, yep. um, hotel keys was a good uh, one. I really liked, so that one really, really caught my eye. So uh, I don't know if you ever use the, the Hilton app so hilton for a little while have yep. had virtual keys in their app um they have, yes and you know it's been hit and miss because not every property supports it well, by default no. uh you know sometimes it doesn't work etc but i love the concept of it you know because it was yep. i didn't have to lose the key but having it as an app a wallet uh you know virtual card i'm all over that <laughs> yeah you just tap your phone you don't have to open it up you don't have to find the app you just tap it and is it the Hyatt? Uh, going to be the first people. They're yeah, they're the first ones to roll it out. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah, fantastic. And you get, like, say, BMW have been doing the car keys uh, since last year, haven't they? RS fourteen. I'm annoyed um, at that. I know, I know, I one know. One of the features I can't get on my new car. Uh, I really I mean, want it. One of the features I wish I could retrofit on my car. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, so which is they're, they're ringing. I think they said they were extending it to several more models, weren't they? As well, um, yeah. but also, as you said, you know. It's house keys as well with several big lock vendors now supporting it. Again, the security, this should be interesting. I expect us to see loads of teardowns and, you know, reverse engineering of this in the next few months as that starts yeah. going. The uh, big one on that was identity cards. Well, I was just going to say, this, this is huge as well. Yeah, yeah. But US only for now on that one, definitely. Yeah, so in supported uh, supported U.S. states, um, you are able to. Uh, I think it was driving licenses, wasn't it? Initially, scanning your yep. driving license if it's supported, yep. it'll then show up as a virtual driving license in your app, yep. uh, and then you can use that. At, I think it says again the same supported state, I guess, airport with yeah, the TSA so with the TSA to get that. So I presume for internal flights where it's supported, yeah, you'll be able to. Just need your phone. That's all you need to get. You on just the tap it. Yeah, you just tap it on there, and it shows up. It tells you what information you're giving to them yeah. reading it. So again, that privacy meant you know nutritional card, if you want to call it that, you know yeah. that we have with the apps applies to privacy uh, and data. But this is huge. I mean, this feature will take a couple of years to roll out mainstream. I yeah. would imagine here in the UK, we probably won't be lot far behind that. I would imagine. No, I actually think we might. Uh, in, in, yeah, we might go for this. I think we will support it because if you look at places like, let's look at, say, Heathrow Airport as a good example yep. of this. Um, they are quite ahead when it comes to a lot of technology. You know, they, they want to focus on this. A lot of the big airlines in the UK do as well. I can see there'd be a push for that kind of um, contactless, and especially in the post-COVID world. We want to speed up processes. We want to reduce friction. Um, so I can see that spreading to you know a lot of mainstream. Uh, yep. uh, when I say mainstream, what I mean by that is, countries that adopt quickly you know so i'm afraid yeah, to say I, that I think we're the western a nations that, aren't we yeah. yes you know we're, we're not part of europe anymore with the brexit and i suppose we want to be shown that we're seen as a trendsetter and i think our government will probably push quite heavily for this yeah because i think in the us as well just to go on a quick tangent the 
there's been an app, hasn't there, for a little while around virtual passports. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, I think that's something we will probably end up seeing here. But if we can at least do the driving licenses, because at least in this country, we don't have to go through a state, do we? You know, the DVLA handles driving licenses for the country. So yeah. it's a much simpler process in the sense of you don't have to negotiate with 50 plus you know, governments. Um, well, I suppose it's getting the police to then be equipped to be able to interpret the data we share with the phone. Share from the phone, I should say. Granted, granted. But then I suppose is it the argument that do you have to carry your driving license when you're driving? Well, no, but I'm, I not just that. We use our driving license as a form of ID as well, don't we? We do. Quite we do. Often. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right. You know, in, Age verification, without, that kind of stuff. So, Without going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, definitely. That's for me. I, I, I personally, like you, was really impressed by the wallet stuff because I use a wallet all the time. So anything more yeah. I can add to that, you know, whether it's work, whether it's hotels, you know, maybe one day the car. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. So, yeah, that that's huge. Um, Safari was probably the other one of the other big ones, I think, for iOS 15 yeah. as well, wasn't it? So it Safari was, got uh... a huge overhaul, didn't it, across the, across the whole uh, ecosystem. Um, and really for Safari, I think for the main one on iOS was a redesign of the UI of Safari itself. So what they've done is they've completely redesigned how the menu bars work, the yeah. tabs, the address bar. And the address bar now almost floats, doesn't it? So when you're yeah, browsing it or swiping, it, it? yeah, swiping it, it disappears to the bottom of the screen, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so you don't see it. And then as you sort of almost like stop and pull up, it pops up again. So again, giving you much more, I guess, use of that real estate on the device. Um, but also there's things like, you know, there's, uh, what's it, the tab groups that were introduced in that, yes, which uh, yeah, definitely. Did make me smile because tab groups have shown up in, was it Edge, um, a little while ago? Um, but also there's customizable, you know, extensions. They're bring ah, oh, that was the other thing I had in my notes here. They're bringing web extensions to mobile Safari. So I um, use Gram. What and, are web extensions So Because I don't use Safari, so... Well, so just... you... Yeah, think about Chrome extensions. Think about, yep, okay. you know... Yeah, so on my device here, and, you know, uh, I've got web extensions for... Um, Grammarly. I've okay, got, yeah. you know, I've got web extensions for Honey, which is the t- you mentioned that as well. You know, the one for, for saving money. Yeah. Um, Bitwarden, don't forget, is a web extension. A password uh, manager. Okay, yeah, they're just obviously in Firefox are just cool. Yeah, so if you I take those know. examples, so on my phone here, I can have Grammarly as an app, and I have yeah. to also then install Grammarly as a custom keyboard. keyboard. Yes, which is really annoying. I don't want to do that, so I don't use it on the phone. Um, and I'd love to use Honey, which is the you know the voucher app yeah. that finds you coupons. Again, uh, there's none of that. Um, there's none of that on the device. And the same, I guess, you think for Bitwarden. Bitwarden, don't forget, we can use that to um, insert passwords into our our browsers. But it's not always yeah. seamless, is it? Across it, sometimes it just it wants you to copy it. Sometimes it wants you to it, it it'll prefill it. it if it's not a secure site yeah so having the, i guess integrated as a proper mm. um extension means it's going to be a more seamless experience across the board but again it's just i give giving you the same experience that's it all is. i'm saying i'll be interesting because apple have always had a bit of a stance about applications downloading other code and running it after you know afterwards so you, yeah extensions were a big no-no because you had to download them afterwards depending on what the user wanted they all had to be in and enabled when you submitted the app to the store. So I imagine they'll be curated and not anyone will just be able to create a web extension for Safari. 
No, not at all. And it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be the ones that we've just mentioned there because they're the ones he mentioned on the stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely around that as well. But also there's the intelligent tracking protection as well, which you know again is around redu- reduction of being being tracked across the web from yeah. apps and other things like that. Um, and what was the other one? I had, I had something down here. I can't read my own notes. It's terrible. It wasn't wasn't announced on stage. It came out afterwards. The find my iPhone or find my as it's now called will okay. still work when your phone is turned off. Ah oh, yes, that's what you were telling me. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That I it didn't see that turns myself. Turns your phone into a giant air tag. That's a big air tag. I mean, I have enough trouble trying to work out where to put them normally, but the phone, no. <laughs> it's if you lose it, it runs out of battery. You'd still be able to find it. Uh, if someone steals it and wipes it, it still survives that because because it was part of activation lock. Ah, uh, yeah, that's quite clever, isn't it? Really, so it never really turns off then. No, it's still going to like have an ultra low power. Obviously, you don't need the cellular isn't on, the Wi-Fi isn't on, but you're using uh, is it the the Bluetooth? Yeah, uh, low energy as a, as a passive kind of announcement. This is your phone. This is the ID to the you know the rest of the Find My network. Nice, nice. That's very clever, isn't it? Very clever. Very yes. The the other ones I just have scribbled down here was the other apps that got big updates were Translate for the system wide translation. Okay, yeah, it was device. more languages, wasn't it? And, yeah, uh, more seamless. Uh, music we'll talk about later when we talk about spatial audio because yep. that was a big thing. Um, the other one was um, oh where was it? I had it here on my thing. Was uh, oh the health app, but kind of crosses over. We got I, I was going to talk about health later, but kind of it's more iOS fifteen I think than than the other devices. Okay, so the health app. Um, is i don't know if you've used it much but um yeah i've got different bits and pieces going into that yeah yeah and exactly so you know I, i've got it on my phone here you know I, I because i've got same as you apple watch you know we track a lot of that data in there as well um you know the heart rate notifications that active information all that kind of stuff as well as things like audio levels isn't it for ha- uh, for, for your headphones yeah. um the environmental sound levels which makes me laugh uh, hand washing, which is again, which is makes you smile. I turned it like, off; it got annoying. Yeah, that gets a bit embarrassing, doesn't it? After all, because um, <laughs> um, it, it, I went to scratch my back, and there was some noise going on. It just thought that I was washing my hands, and kept going. Carry on washing it for twenty seconds. Uh, I was like, I'm not washing my hands. I'm nowhere I, I, near a sink. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've got to. Tell, I get that. I was doing that day. I was doing. I was doing something in the garden. Like, like I felt the vibration. So I looked at my watch. It was like, yeah. well done. I'm like, oh yeah. I wasn't washing my hands. I was like digging a hole or something. You know, um, for the body. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new patio. Um, so okay. yeah. <laughs> Where was I? Health. Yeah. So the health thing I thought the one I had called out here, which I showed again, was around the sharing information. So you can now yeah. share health information with your family. So I think they yeah. gave, didn't they, a family of like mum, dad, the kids and that, or friends uh, or whatever. Yeah. And it was kind grandma, of like if, grandpa, yeah. yeah. And if you spotted stuff on there, like there was an alert for your like I think let's just take it, it was a grandfather. Let's I'm gonna go with the wrong yeah. example. But like there was a you know, they have an elevated heart rate or there was indications from their heart, yeah. you know, you could contact them and say, are you okay? I mean, in one respect, that's great, especially if you've got relatives that perhaps do have health conditions that need monitoring. There is yeah. also the part of me that could be a little bit like, you know, oh, your heart mm. rate's just risen. Are you all right? Uh, ring up somebody and be like, uh, this is really isn't a good time. <laughs> this is a bad time. <laughs> you know, you make what, make what you will of that. to mind as well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's definitely another interesting around that was was quite clever, obviously. I think especially for kids, maybe as well, that's probably good. Um, yeah. The other one was around the walking steadiness again, yeah. which I thought was quite clever for that again was about uh, detecting a risk of falling within yeah. the next twelve months or certain time period. So obviously, 
they already have a full detector in there, don't the phones and the watches. But this is about checking how you walk, isn't it? It measures things like your speed, the evenness of, of your of your walk, the length of your stride, the timings. How, it, what's it about? How, how long both feet are on the ground? But also ties in with emotion sensors for balance and coordination. Yeah, so your phone already does this. I don't know if you know that. Um, if you yeah. ever looked at it, there is there is a walking asymmetry um, data I, I in the phone itself. That. Yeah, so your phone already collects this in the health app. So when you walk, your iPhone, um, but basically as long as it's in a pocket and you're walking on flat ground, it will measure uh, the timing of your steps. So it's basically walking asymmetry is the percent of the time your steps with one foot are faster or slower than the other. This means the lower the percentage of asymmetry, the healthier your walking pattern. Um, okay. And then it goes on to say, you know, uneven patterns such as limping or could be a sign of disease or other health issues. Um, and it says an even or symmetrical walk is often an important physical therapy when improving it from injury. Now, I'm looking at mine okay. um, and my data over the last year is 2.7% symmetry. Where so I'm assuming that's to find this now. Uh... So it's under health. So if you go yeah. to health and go to summary, uh, and it's one of the lists there. If you don't see it, go to go to browse, and it's under mobility. Ah, mobility, right. Gotcha. And then mobility also tells you your step length, how many times you know oh, both yeah, feet are off the. You know, this. there's loads of walking data in here already. Things like, um, you know, basically how quickly you go up and down stairs, how fast you walk, uh, what your cardio fitness is. So this um, this walking steadiness, I think, is building off the is, is going to combine those other metrics plus this new one. So, again, this is really useful, especially, I think, you know, the data here. Now, I, I'm just surmising. I'm not a doctor or anything or medical professional, but I wonder whether or not they could use this data as well to spot things like Parkinson's and stuff. You know, where people yeah. have, you know, have a limp or they or they're maybe they're holding their foot, you know, all those other indicators of, you know, where your stride or something isn't correct. Just thinking, there's so much data here that researchers could be yeah. using and probably are, to be honest with you. Well, I think the whole um, walking steadiness has come from a lot of research. There was a big research program Apple were doing with one of the universities, I want to say, I can't remember which one it was, about heart, your heart welfare, but as well as walking and stuff like that. And yeah, they kept going on about showing trends. There's a lot of AI stuff. And again, on-device AI learning about detecting patterns and stuff and, and surfacing that data at the relevant time. Well, Tim Cook said, didn't he? I think, I can't remember I can't remember the exact quote, but wasn't it something along the lines of that, you know, he what does he want Apple to be remembered for or, or, or the most innovation? And yeah. I'm sure he said it was health, wasn't it? It um, was, yeah. Or, or, or words to that effect, wasn't it, around the biggest contribution to the Apple or make to society or something, wasn't it? And I think they're right because this data and what we're doing, you know, like the watch, we've said it before on this show, that watch is a watch in name. Telling the time is is is, is like a minor part of what it does. It. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you, did you oh, pick did... up the mention of blood glucose? Glu uh, blood sugar, there was. Blood glucose. There was one it mention was. of it that was never said anything again. No, but no. But I think that's you... laying the foundation for the next Apple Watch. I think it is. I think it is. And we will obviously see more about that later in the year. But that definitely, um, whether yeah, that, it's going to be... That caught my ears. My ears pricked at that one. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's a, and I tell you, I, I I had no real plans to upgrade my watch this year because of, I didn't see the necessity to it. I'm on the four still, you see. So if the seven brings but, that out, then I think that's a done deal. I was just going to say that, but I could be tempted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the other one I just wanted to call out was notes as well. That was the other thing I had for iOS 15 was notes. Yeah, yeah. 
So obviously notes on the iPhone, handy note-taking application um, with the introduction, I think it wasn't it iOS, um, I want to say like iOS like 11 or 12, you could, there was the ability to like draw on the screen, wasn't there, and make handwritten yeah. notes with your finger and that. Um, but today obviously it's, you know, it syncs with the, the Mac OS, you can copy and paste it. But this one was really clever, wasn't it? There was a new tag feature. You could have shared app- shared notes with other colleagues or friends. They can, yep, you you can could. log back into it. Um, so see the updates. Like, uh, Google Docs, wasn't it? Where you can yeah, Google Docs or, or Evernote or OneNote or anything like that. Again, it really, really, again, building on the features that these other productivity apps have got, but again, built into your device as a native application. Mm. Um, the one thing we didn't mention, and I think you know, whether we're going to, I don't know whether you were going to talk about it later on, was under the Find My app thing around the, the new AirPods uh, Find My thing. Oh, I had a section on AirPods for later, but we can talk about awesome. that now. No, 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 we're cool. I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's keep the flow. I that under um, <laughs> so let's keep the flow then going. Um, so was there anything else on iOS 15 big? I know there's loads of stuff, and I, you know, we're not going to cover it all tonight. These are no. just the stuff that we picked up on. Um, Nothing I could think I, of, no. I had one other, which was uh, that I don't know. It wasn't mentioned at the night, but I pulled out, is that if, um, obviously, Apple, obviously, when iOS 15 comes out, uh, you'll be encouraged to upgrade to that, of course, won't you? Yeah. Um, but the thing is that typically, if you want security updates for iOS or the latest security updates, yeah. typically you've got to upgrade, haven't you? And you'll only get uh, security upgrades for older OSs if your device can't move forward, isn't it? So yeah. like the iPad iPad Mini 2 that I've got in the house here um, yeah, the is stuck on iOS. My son's yeah. at the moment. That's, that yeah. occasionally gets updates, but that's on iOS 12. So... Apple are going to make a change with iOS 15 that are going to allow you to stay on iOS 14 and still receive the latest security updates. Yeah, but they laid, so, they laid the groundwork for that in 14, didn't they? Because they did. You can get security updates about a whole OS update they put into 14, didn't they? They did. And it kind of showed up in one of the betas and then disappeared, if you remember. Um, yep. And this is now apparently going to be uh, obviously a, a part of iOS 15 to allow that. You know, what I think reality is here is that um, you're going to have to move forward. I reckon Apple will have this as an N minus one, so you won't be able yeah. to stay on 13 if you're on it. You, you know, no. you, you're either on four, you're either going to be on 15 or 14, and then you're either going to be on 15 or 16. If you see my point, they'll yeah. give you a grace of a year, one. and I, yeah, and I think this will also play nicely into enterprises who you know try and control the upgrade cycle, which you know you and I both know Especially from our background, their own applications and. Even though yeah. Apple gives you plenty of warning that, well, iOS 15 is out now in beta and developer form, so you can go and test it. A lot of enterprises are a bit slow on the update there, aren't they? They are, and I, 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 at this day and age, I just... They're still personally, just testing the OS, let alone the apps they've built for the OS. <laughs> yeah, I just, in this day and age, I think if, if, you're, if you have a... If you can't upgrade, there's a bigger problem than, than, than that, because... You know, you've, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to upgrade in most cases. But yeah, the application piece. But this will certainly help. Um, it'll also help people, I think, who are obviously maybe are worried about upgrading, you know, for whatever yep. reason it might be. Um, you know, maybe their device is stuck on 14. It can't, you know, or maybe, maybe, they, maybe they feel that, you know, they're not going to get performance. I don't know. But again, it's Apple giving you choice again. Um, I don't think it'll cause massive fragmentation compared to the Android world because no. I think... This, because I think it'll only be n minus one. It won't be like 
it's not you know you you're going to be forced into a respect now i know there are plenty of fragmentation out there with android and ios to a degree because yeah. you've got older devices of course but typically typically in the apple ecosystem there does get to a point where that device drops off doesn't it you know and android yeah, I mean, to a degree as well but much different is probably. still going to support the 6s that's quite clever that is quite clever i'm wondering if there's going to be an uh, i guess, guess there must be a corresponding mdma api for management going to come out that will allow you to keep it on 14 but just get the security updates without the user being able to override that yeah yeah it's, obviously this uh, is... supervised devices well yeah and apple are moving a lot of this stuff to user centric aren't they you know we're not going to go into that tonight on this show right. around a lot of the um the management capabilities that were announced in separate pieces of uh, the dub dub um not the keynote, but the follow-on stuff yeah. uh, and around sort of the MDA management. Uh, again, there's big changes on that front, but it's pushing it more to, as you say, user <laughs> user view as opposed to mm. sort of supervised enterprise. But yeah, definitely big changes in that place. Um, yeah, so I think that was the other thing. So Apple was that. That was all the, I think all the big ticket items I had. So Carl, take us through what next then? So iPadOS. Ah, Finally. yes, of the course. iPadOS. We've got widgets on the home screen. <laughs> I still can't believe they didn't do that in 14 like you did on the No, screen. no. But what, again, I suppose, what, you know. <laughs> but finally, yes, I, I am running the Dev Beta 1 and I have widgets on my home screen. Hurrah! I, 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 um, I gave in. I did do it last night, as you know. I am. <laughs> but I mean, it's slightly different. You can have, because it's for an iPad, you can now have bigger widgets. So you can get widgets more to take over half your screen, can't you? Like a photo. Yeah. So they have some tweaks, but it's generally the same as what you get with 14 on the phone. But say now you can do it on the iPad, which is brilliant. Um, you know, it gets the app library from iOS, but it also gets a dedicated button for the app library on the uh, taskbar there. Yeah, similar. To, almost reminds me a bit of like the Mac, you know, with the um, uh, the launchpad finder, button, the finder button, launchpad. No, well, launchpad, yeah. launchpad. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. So, but the big one for me was the revamp for multitasking. I could never get my head around multitasking in iOS 14 because you had to remember swipes and all this kind of stuff. But now with 15, you've got three dots at the top of the window, haven't you? Yeah. Which you just you can either just hold the dots and drag it to one side, and it says it, it takes basically shows you your home screen. You can choose what other app you want to open with it, or you know you can tap the three dots to get to, to um, choose which option you want for multitasking. So whether it's what they call is it single app split view or slide over i think the other one is but all different versions of, of multitasking the way the, the apps are arranged you're right and i think it's not i don't think it's as much as everybody was hoping for no nope, given given not. the fact that we've got m1 powered ipads which are phenomenally powerful you know for me it made it a lot more intuitive to use. yes i actually spent some time actually using it and not forgetting how to use it no i think that's the problem you're right the intuitiveness of 14 just didn't exist. It, it was too much of a chore to have to swap between them. Now you're right. It's, it's much more, um, it's, yeah, I don't want to repeat what the words intuitive, but you're right. It, it basically means you're going to, it's going to be, the muscle memory is going to be there. You're going to be able to, you know, pair those windows together. You're going to be able to, you know, um, sort of have them split screen if necessary. It's a much yeah. better experience all around and it will take better advantage um, of the iPad's screen size it and capabilities. And it's saved. So if you go, if you come out of that, you know, go back to your home screen, launch another app in single app mode, then maybe go to, is it, is it task view or whatever they call it? Uh, uh, my iPad's got a home button, so I double tap the home button to bring the uh, task view. Is that what they call it? 
Yeah. It shows all your apps. Yeah. You'll then see your multitask apps as a single item. It'll show, you know, I, I tried Safari and uh, OneNote, for example, and it showed them two together. So I just tapped that and it brought it back to exactly how it was. Yeah, and there's other stuff. There's like other smaller things, isn't there? Like the quick notes mode where you can, you know, attach notes to pages that you're working on or or well, scribbling on like one, yeah. <clears throat> or scribbling, I think it was, excuse me. You know, like on a on a, on a browser window to cut and paste. Yep. Um, you know, again, it's it's much better. And I think, you know, the app library is a good thing as well because those screens that do get really cluttered as well, I think that's a good but you know, and I know mine. I use folders, but then I'm thinking if I'm if I'm bunging stuff in folders on the homepage, why not just use the app library? You know, um, so I guess again, yeah. it's just teaching users to adjust to it. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. The the other thing, okay. Well, I mean, I know we haven't we haven't talked about uh, well, we haven't talked much about sort of FaceTime. I know we're going to talk probably that a little bit more in a bigger thing. But again, yeah. there's spatial audio in FaceTime. We'll talk about that in a bit more detail in the other one. Um, obviously, iOS, iPad, excuse me, OS. Uh, get iPad OS gets all of the the share play capabilities that iOS 15 do. So a lot of the crossover isn't yep. there for that. But I, I have to say, for me, I wonder if they haven't announced all the features. I think that's a distinct possibility, isn't it? I, I think it there's going to be more to come that will come out in the betas, and we've seen this before. I just feel because if you've got an, you know, that let's let's just take the latest gen iPad with the M1 chip with a terabyte of storage, 16 gig of RAM. That is a MacBook. <laughs> you know, it's, yes, it you know. it's massively overkill <laughs> for iPad OS. But that's the bit. Why would I, I mean, Apple don't do things, you know, because they, it's not, it's, they're not the company that just like, they don't build a 60 inch TV. That's an inch thin because they can, there's a reason for it, isn't there? And I don't understand why they may scale. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, but yeah, but why they don't need? They didn't need to do that in the iPad. Hmm. No, I suppose not. Because that a the the last a chip was it the is it the four fifteen fourteen fourteen um was pretty much overkill anyway. Yeah, it was. So, uh, to me, it's like, are they are they setting this up for something else that we haven't seen yet, or? Are they just basically saying, like, you know, well, let's see how well it does now, and then iOS 16 will will drop all these pro features that everybody wants? I just, it I don't know, be. because where were, you know, I think one of the sites called out was like, where was Final Cut? Uh, where were the Pro Tools? Yeah, because it it can it, if you've got a keyboard and mouse, and we'll talk about the other mouse situation in a minute. If you've got all that keyboard mouse capability, trackpad. You've got the more grunt than most machines. Why can't yeah. you work with the pro apps? What's what is what's holding you back? Well, you, you know, buy a Mac for that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you were going to talk. We, I just, I don't want to jump the gun. Are you going to talk about? Do you want to talk about um, X uh, Xcode quickly? Go for it. Yeah, I didn't have it down on my notes, so, so go for it. The other thing, obviously, at the end of the announcement, they talked about Xcode, didn't they? So obviously, Xcode did, is Apple's yeah. um, IDE. Um, for creating applications across the whole of this ecosystem, uh, typically runs on Mac, of course. Quite a quite a bulky app, isn't it? You know, for for yep. running stuff. Similar to Google Studio or Android Studio, if you're familiar with that. Um, and the one thing about the iPad Pro, a lot of people have been saying for some months now, or sorry, I should say, since the new one was released, is if we've got all this, why can't we code on the iPad? You know, why can't we run Xcode build apps on on the app? On the now. IPad. Apparently, Swift Playgrounds uh, is 
is going to allow you to build and ship applications. Yeah. But that's not Xcode, is it? You know, um, no, no. but they did release or announce Xcode Cloud. So a cloud based yep. version of Xcode, which is subscription based. It is going to cost money, um, all that aside. But then I'm like, I, as I said to you, wasn't it? I was like, there's your Xcode for iPad. Well, it is. Yeah, you code on the iPad. Uh, it sends it up to the cloud to be compiled. You can um, you do a load of testing, can't you? You can obviously yeah. bring it back now as a finished app and test it on the iPad you just coded on. But you can then test it on different versions of iOS and I presume iPhones, etc. All done virtually in the, you know, the the Xcode cloud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't see anything. Kind of, I think disappointed me a little bit. Perhaps was iPad OS didn't feel as bulked out as it could have been beyond yeah. beyond the the kind of you know I, ios um upgrades yeah it was a, a little light wasn't it it was it was so i probably that probably leads us nicely then into just talk about uh mac os mac os monterey yeah. um which yeah. has gone i've got it, i've got it running here on my test mac uh monterey is beautiful it's very purple <laughs> It's very purple. Okay, it's I don't have a purple. Mac to test this on. It's it's very uh, purple indeed. Um, the uh, kind of you know like the what want to say the updates that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know it's it's nice again. You know it's a lot of the um, a lot of the holdover from uh, Mac OS eleven. Um, you know so again a bit like iOS fifteen. It's building on that new design language. You know the 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 new. Um, look and feel of it yeah. uh device support again is massive again it goes all the way back to the the 2015 um macbook airs yeah uh all the way th- and i think macbook pro was the earliest machine which was late 2013 i had here yeah. um so that's good but if you've got a macbook from 2015 a macbook air from 13 to 14 a macbook pro from 13 to 14 oh no my mac my other test macbook is no longer or you've got uh, an old iMac 2012 so that's not supported yeah they've gone they've gone um but basically you know some of the key things here to call out in, in mac os i suppose uh were the well well first one i want to call out uh, before we talk about loads of stuff yeah. is universal control that's the one thing i want to talk about first is universal control so we got sidecar didn't we in um catalina if you remember so sidecar was the ability to have your ipad next to your um mac couldn't think of a word of it um and it allowed you to use the ipad as a second screen um so you could bring it across couldn't you you could you know you could Chuck a window over there. Chuck yeah. a window over there. You could, and you used, uh, you know, you basically used it as a second screen. Um, it was good, but it wasn't. I don't know about you, but I didn't use it that much as as much never as I thought. Never as much as I it. thought I was going to use it, I didn't use it that much. Um, but with Big Sur, there was no real changes to that at all. Okay. But Monterey now brings what they call universal control, um, which basically, as Craig Fenneridi demoed, was he brought the iPad next to the mac didn't touch it but just had it next to it didn't he yeah. and then on the mac he brought the cursor up to the side of the mac screen closest to the, the ipad, iPad. yep <clears throat> and it just moved across seamlessly yeah it was very very cool it was very very cool um and you could have allowed... one yeah and it allowed you to move content didn't it as well it allowed you yep. to uh open stuff in there copy and paste across uh it was like Whoa, 
that's a really, really good feature. No cables required, uh, no ability to, um, you know, have to set up any third-party software. I was like, that's actually a really, really useful feature for anybody that, you know, does the work. And I think the example he gave, he was editing some was the animation I think he had, didn't yep. he, uh, on that. Um and move it across. But I was kind of like, you know, for me, that that was a quite a standout feature that I think a lot of people could could use, especially, you know, if you've got bigger Macs. But I don't know, what, what were your thoughts on that? Considering, you know... We, we, I've not we... used Sidecar, so I don't... It looks very cool, but I didn't know how much of an improvement that was over Sidecar. I think it's a huge improvement from, you know, Sidecar just felt clunky. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like it was a true second screen. It felt like you had... Um, kind of a you know like an RDP session, yeah. You know? Okay. Um, that's kind of for me at least. You know, I appreciate you know everybody else, but this just feels more seamless. That's that's okay. the key to it, you know. And I know you know you and I are both waiting for our unit a lunar displays, aren't we? Which we is are, a, yes. a USB being a Windows man myself. <laughs> which is a USB C or HDMI dongle, effectively, doesn't it? That allows you yep. to extend your Windows screen to an ipad so similar kind of well, concept these are the guys that originally did it for mac weren't they before apple uh, well they were the that's yeah that's it that's the thing um but yeah mac I os think is... i'd use that if i'm traveling <laughs> so when i'm traveling <laughs> was that I, when yeah I, when obviously i'm a windows man so i take my windows laptop and i take my ipad anyway because I, I just use that on the plane or whatever to watch movies have that ability in a hotel room and just stick that to one side and extend to my laptop to dual screen would be i think i'd use that a lot Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And I think you know it's the same concept, isn't it? Effectively, it is. Yeah. So, uh, kind of like so, Monterey then isn't Big Sur style huge ma- major release. It's kind yeah. of again, as I said, it's been so you know uh, Monterey is going to get um, all the updates that you know that you saw we talked about from things like Safari, all of those updates. The Notes app again is getting those updates. It'll also get the Focus mode we talked about for iOS 15. Yeah. Um, shortcuts are also coming to Mac as well. So if anybody's used those new shortcuts and automations that you get yep. on iOS, uh, you can now do that on Mac, which is okay. kind of replacing Automator. Yep. Uh, but like Craig said, Automator is not going away. It's kind of just going to fade into the background, I think, was it, effectively? That was it. Um, what was the other one I had? Uh, oh, AirPlay. That was the other one, which I thought was quite curious. So you can now use AirPlay, uh, your Mac as an AirPlay receiver. See, this threw me. I thought you could already do that. I thought you could already do that. <laughs> I was like, sure, surely you could do that. I mean, I've I... had that on Windows, not with AirPlay, with Miracast for a very long time. Uh, and I can do AirPlay because I have a copy of Air Server. But I just thought that was natively built into Mac already. So uh, I'm completely thrown by this one as well. That's why I had it written down as a key point because I was like... I swear you could do this, but then I'm like, have I ever actually done it? And that was then I couldn't work out. Had I ever actually airplayed to my Mac? And then I realized I've got I, a I Macs. You need to go test this out. Yeah, <laughs> I've got like I mean, no. I've got two in front of me now. I could probably you know. Um so yeah, I don't know. But the interesting was that it was basically saying you could use your Mac as a speaker, wasn't it? Or or video output from your phone or something. Which again, yeah. you know, I kind of see why you'd do it, but yeah. yeah, I'm curious to know what scenario because if you like where we've been before, you know, we've, we've worked in places that have got Mac Minis, haven't they? In a yeah, uh, in a, in a conference TVs room. and meeting rooms. Yeah. yeah, 
and you've got Apple TVs in there as well. Typically, in a conference room, you'd have an Apple TV to to, to do this for. Oh, I always use this when I was trying to share my screen. So one of my previous jobs, where I did uh, MDM, if I was uh, on a Zoom, for example, before Zoom, before you could share your screen in iOS, and I wanted to show my phone, I would AirPlay it to a copy of Air Server on my Windows laptop. Yep, Therefore, yep, they can I see my, They can see the MDM console. They can see my phone next to it. I click something in the console, it happens on the phone. It was a great way of demonstrating a product. But obviously, now Apple allow you to share that screen from within iOS, don't they? So you can just open up Zoom on iOS and don't need yeah. to AirPlay. I have to say, I did exactly the thing with Air Server and also Reflector as well. You know, so yeah. same sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so again, you're right. Um, the other one, okay, you know, uh, FaceTime as well, but we'll talk about it again in a minute. But yeah, I don't know, Carl, did you have any other key things down in there for, for Monterey? Well, I did. Good. Monterey introduced <laughs> a lot of new features, but only if you're running an M1 Mac. Oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, I was waiting for you to do that. Thank you. I didn't want to take that away from you. Yeah, exactly. There was a number of features that. Uh, um, yeah, I can't see why you couldn't do an Intel Mac. So, okay, FaceTime portrait mode. That that's the basically you know like you get your um your photo portrait mode, don't you? Yep. FaceTime portrait mode blurs the background. Come on, you can do that in software. You can do it in hardware. You don't need an M1 Mac for that. My Windows laptop does it fine. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure Teams on your Intel Mac does that fine as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, because that works. So, okay. Uh, live text, you know, the, the whole OCR stuff. Really, it's OCR. We've been doing, as you mentioned earlier, we've been doing this for 20 years. Why can't you do that on an Intel Mac? Why do you have to buy a new, a new M1 version? Uh, even more bizarrely, uh, and we're going to talk about Apple Maps in a bit, but several Apple Maps features only work on the M1 Mac. Uh, is Now, i got two thought processes here. And again, you know, I, I, I say it to kind of mm. provoke you, maybe. Yeah. Is it requirement for the neural engine? Really? What, or a globe view from Apple Maps, Google Earth, or, that for a very long time. <laughs> or are these ports of the iOS apps? They could well, but yes, you're right. They could well be ports, but from a technology point of view, oh, I agree, I agree. Mm, but yeah. there's no reason they couldn't do any of this. I don't think. I mean, oh, there was one of them was neural text speech voices in Swedish, Danish, Norwegian, and Finnish. But does that mean some of the other one are languages that are okay to do an Intel Mac, just not those four? Or is it the whole neural text-to-speech thing only works on M1 Mac? Wasn't clear on that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, mm. I agree with you that a lot of those capabilities could be run on It seems the a bit sus that they really just want you to upgrade to an M1 Mac. I, for me, I think it's to do with the how the app, what app, how the apps are written. You know, I think I think this well, is more. Yeah. I think this is more blurring the edges between the apps themselves rather than the hardware. Yeah. Uh, in that this is a kind of a holdover from from the ipad i i iOS, so the ios if you will um apps themselves yeah. that you know that, and again I, I could be very wrong but to me it seemed that was more likely than forcing the you to this buy an m1 mac cynic, isn't it and this is how well, no, but, a two trillion company a dollar but company sorry it would, it would yeah you're right there is part of me that goes uh, okay actually those are really nice features i'd quite like to you know like those things yeah. i can live without i mean portrait mode on on FaceTime yeah. on my Mac. I rarely use FaceTime on my Mac, you know. Um, I think the only time I've used FaceTime on my Mac is when I'm traveling for work, you know. Yeah. Um, it's because Macs have had bad cameras. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's not really something I'm too worried about. The the object capture again. Didn't they demo that with an iPhone though? But I guess is that is that compiling it on the device? No. Yeah, I couldn't understand that one. Um, and then what's the other one you said around the maps, the new global map thing? Yeah, yeah so that's, that's nice. We're talk about maps. Uh, yeah, but, Apple Maps. Know, the two features: the new globe view, which is so if anyone has used uh, not Google Maps but Google Earth, where you can just spin around the globe and then zoom in. Um, yeah, yeah, it's that basically. Uh, and the new more detailed maps in cities is only coming to the M1 map. See, yeah, to, this to me, I, the more we say it, the more I think this is. These are ports of the iOS apps. It just, yeah, yeah. I, I can't see any other reason for it. I can't. It can't. No. It can't be processing because why would it be? You know, you can you could run that on an Intel, you know, chip. Yeah. It's not about the capabilities. But is this not just? Can you just? Can they just recompile the app for Intel? Yeah, but again, this is where I think we're going with it, isn't it? The most of their native apps, they because it's setting the groundwork, isn't it, for moving the yep. native uh, frameworks all over to uh, um, Catal- is it Catalyst. I can't remember what they call it. Um, you know, but the Ooh, the underlying uh, mean, yeah. underlying uh, the app uh, architecture. But yeah. I, look, I, I could be completely wrong, but that's that's my thought process on that. I have to say with you. But, yeah. Well, but it, while we're here, we may as well talk about maps. Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, it's actually looking pretty good now. I remember the first time Apple brought out Maps, and well, that was a train wreck, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> the first revision of Apple Maps. I mean, uh, that was like how many complaints were there about stuff that doesn't exist, or like you know, <laughs> it was terrible. But the new one, I can actually see myself using. I mean, um, yes, they've stolen some features from Google. I remember seeing. Obviously, I watched it with my son. We always watch all all the Apple events together. A bit of father son bonding. <laughs> and they were showing off the new uh, the AR stuff. So that ability that, you know, you're at a building, you want to know which entrance to go into to catch your train, for example. Click the AR mode, and like the, like Google Maps does. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> and my son was like, that's amazing. I was like, you've already got that on your phone. You've got Google Maps on your phone. It can do that. I had to show him how to do it. It's not obvious. Uh, it's not quite as slick as it, what the Apple one looked like, but it's there. Again, it's borrowing someone else's technology again, isn't it? Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. But I mean, a lot. Of the, but they're they're doing what they've done before, taking a lot of the big cities and they're to start off with, and they're really upgrading it. So there's uh, a lot of it was more more 3D. They had the topology data in there to show the maps actually in 3D. They were showing overpasses, weren't they, and lane guidance, that kind of stuff. Did look uh, very slick. Yeah, that one shot they did, and I think it was um, one of the freeways. I'm assuming. In, in California, well, like you say, yeah. where like it showed you the road direction, the exit, and then like you say, there was a there was a, like a flyover, wasn't there? And you there could was, clearly yeah. see the slopes and all of the like you said, the topology of the, of the of the of the landscape. Very very well done. Yeah, so I think that obviously you need an M1 Mac for that, but it should work on all your iPhones and iPads, uh, <laughs> and hopefully a CarPlay. I think later on in the year. Yeah, that, that, I'm looking forward to that. I would probably end up using that more than Google if it's as good as it looks. I don't know. I was, I was hoping they were going to bring some things like um, I use Waze all the time, so I like the crowdsourced traffic information. Well, that's already there. Is it? Yeah. Maybe I've missed that one. Yep. Crowd crowdsourced. Um, uh, Apple was in Apple Maps. Uh, I saw that in the 14, 14 six beaters. Okay. It, came, maybe it I... came in. No, it came in in fourteen five early in the year. I've obviously missed that. I've just been using Waze for so long. Yeah, it comes in. You can, yeah, here you go. You can do accident hazard or speed check. Okay. 
I suppose that's uh, sending information back, but is it also you monitoring your flow of traffic to see if you're stuck there automatically? That I don't know because I don't really haven't really used it that that's much. Um, yeah. But you can say things like I know from I read somewhere that I think it's you can tell Siri like Siri, there's there's a crash on the road. Or, okay. I might have to revisit that one. Yeah. So it is on CarPlay, and it will show you what's on there, and it will show you things in the road, uh, like you know. Uh, uh, Roadwork, speed car, track, police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. Probably not to the. <clears throat> excuse me. Probably not to the same degree as Waze, because Waze obviously has got that nailed. Um, yeah, I used it again today when I, I went out, and yeah, it was like there's a police officer to the left in 200 meters. He was there. Yeah, Waze definitely has that. You know that that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's not as sick. slick as, as Apple. It doesn't look as pretty, but you know it gets the job done. It does. It does. But you know, definitely massive improvement to maps and. You're right. Those upgrades to the city looks, the topology are are making maps tempting, very tempting. Yeah, definitely. What else All have you right. got for us, there, Carl? In your list, what we got? Oh, what about my list now? What look? What looks fun? Uh, should we talk about FaceTime? There was a lot going on there. They did get a good ten minutes to FaceTime, didn't they? They did. Let's let's go FaceTime. So, what did we get? We got spatial audio support, didn't we? So we that's did. Uh, what Apple just brought out with the uh, with Apple Music, haven't they? It was just an, did it come live yesterday? Or day yeah, before? so yeah, so uh, special audio went live yesterday uh, along with yep. the lossless audio support, and I won't. I'll, um, yep. I won't. Cause I know you want to talk about FaceTime, so I won't get too much into that. But yeah, that's available to now, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But tell us the FaceTime yeah, so support. Yeah, FaceTime supports the, the special audio, so you should get a bit, a bit more of a sound stage with, with, with your audio or your video call, shouldn't you? Um, there was a grid view for videos, portrait made for videos. FaceTime Links was an interesting one. So yes, it was. FaceTime Links basically brings FaceTime to Android or Windows, but via a web browser. Very so you clever. You can send someone a link to join your FaceTime call, who obviously isn't on the iOS platform. They click the link, it opens up in, a, in their web browser. They didn't say which web browsers are supported, but I'm going to presume it's HTML5, so any of them. Yeah, um, yeah, and then you, you can join the FaceTime call. So that was... I didn't see that one coming. No, and I think actually that's a really clever move for them because the, the ability to schedule... So now you could use yeah. FaceTime, as they said, for scheduling. So you could put FaceTime... Oh, yeah. Can we have a call tomorrow, 10 o'clock? Here's FaceTime link. Exactly. You know, it's, it's not going to steal business away from Zoom and Teams and Blue Jeans and everybody no. else. Not yet. But it, No, no, you're right. But if you're a small startup company... That, that uses Macs because most of them seem to for some weird reason um, and you don't want to pay for other software that works it's, it's going to work just fine to get you on ties get... in with SharePlay doesn't it it does indeed so SharePlay is this new uh, one, I don't know how to describe this collaboration feature well I FaceTime. don't know you could call it collaboration they didn't kind of show it as collaboration no. they showed it more as entertainment didn't they but I think you're right basically you I'm still unclear on several portions of this one, but you can share music, uh, movies during the call. It will, if you share a movie or music, for example, across everyone on the call, it will sync it so it all plays back in unison. Um, you can share your screen now from within FaceTime, so you can show what you're actually doing. Now, this was all very cool and very slick, but does everyone need a copy of the music? Does everyone need a license to it? So if you're I don't they think did they announce do. a lot of they announced a lot of partners via the SharePlay API. So Disney Plus, 
obviously it's very American. Hulu, is it Hulu, HBO, Paramount, yeah. ESPN, NBA, loads of them, all very American ones. But yeah, I couldn't understand. So if I share something from Disney Plus, does the everyone else on the call need Disney Plus? Was it just me? I think it's just you because you're viewing your content like they were sat with you because they can't probably save it or do anything else, can they? But then, I could be wrong because is that actually technically streaming that over FaceTime, uh, surely that's going to degrade the image, or is that getting your phone like like AirPlay does to just go to the source uh, and grab it? No, no, I I reckon it must be like Netflix. You know, when you can do Netflix viewing parties, I would imagine yeah. you've probably both got to have Netflix. See, this is what I was saying, but it didn't say, and I can't no. find the answer to this one. I'm sure it will come out a bit later, but I was like, huh, because you couldn't be streaming Disney Plus in 4K to six people on a call it's just gonna look crap yeah so surely the device has to do go to the source and grab the material yeah i'm, I with, you. I'm with you i don't know the the grid mode the grid mode was much better as well because if you've ever done a group facetime everybody just shows no, up I've done it's, one-to-one oh, that's it so far uh, i've seen it i've done it a couple of times or been in the room when it's been yeah. done and it just looks terrible because there's all these different square portraits but none of them are in line you know what i mean they all look it yeah. just looks a mess to have a grid view at least not be funny at least your eyes can see there and i know it's similar i know yeah. it's no different to teams or zoom but it's just a nice improvement you know to have uh who's speaking pops up you know like i guess you know shows yeah. up the biggest that kind of stuff uh the spatial audio piece again didn't they mention around that around um uh the the background noise reduction yes you could to filter out a lot of that, couldn't you? So uh, very much like Nvidia they... Broadcast. Like, yeah, I can't remember the details of it, but it sounded like Nvidia Broadcast, where I can get to hone in my voice. Um, oh, they showed a video, didn't they, on yeah, FaceTime, the... and uh, somebody's kid was using a leaf blower in the background. I mean, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who who gives a leaf blower to the kid? Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, they just cancelled out the background noise, so you'd only hear the voice. Uh, look, I know. I I don't know. I'm just I'm not suggesting um I'm not suggesting um that it's as bad it's bad or as worse as they say it's but that was quite impressive if it was as good as they showed it, you know. Um it is, I suppose a lot of that's using the AI, like the N- NVIDIA broadcast on the yeah. that I'm using it at the moment on the call because I've got, I've got a fan going in the background, but hopefully you can't hear that because I'm using NVIDIA broadcast. But uh, yeah, because it, it, it figures out and cuts it all out. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a lot there, and I think the other one wasn't it around uh the other, I think, when they showed not a video of it, but they said you could do the opposite and you could have then a rich sound. Ah, yeah. Of basically, if you were almost like a, like a, I think they said like an orchestra. You got you picked up all the sound, didn't you? Um, you yeah. could share with somebody. Um, so yeah, definitely. I, again, the, the, it comes back to the chips, doesn't it? Those a, those A chips that are in the iPhones. I would say iPads, um, and obviously the the M M chips that are in in everything else now. You know they. The neural net in there and the neural capabilities far beyond that of of the Intel yeah. CPUs. So again, you know the capabilities there to do that, the processing, you know, are similar to what you're getting on a GPU. I think, aren't they, to a degree? It's got far more processing capability yeah. than your standard CPU would have. And talk or about a- you know getting rid of that background sound. Uh, I, I know we're running out of time, but there was a a nice bit on the AirPods. Uh, apart from they obviously announced spatial audio for AirPods. Uh, your AirPods now support the Find My network, which is brilliant for those people that have lost it. Uh, the big one for me was conversational boost. So if, yes. you've got, if you're hard of hearing, uh, you can basically get your AirPods to, um, I suppose, 
isolate all the background noise and amplify the people in front of you, their voices, so it's easy to hear for you in, you know, in crowded conditions. Yeah, so this I think this is a really, really um, important feature. So, you, you know, AirPods today, if you've got AirPods Pro, you can do something similar with that today. Um, in the accessibility section, you can have turn the transparency mode on. Okay, yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it's not conversational boost, but it, it, it kind of leverages the microphones a little bit to give you better awareness okay. of what's going on. But yeah. this is exactly what it says on the tin, as you said. This is, you know, really... Um, really upgrading that, that capability to almost act as well isn't it almost act hearing as aid. um yeah hearing yeah exactly hearing aid you know um so I, I think you're right for people perhaps who need hearing aids or perhaps maybe you're not yeah. quite at the stage where you need a hearing aid but your hearing is degraded uh yes. i think yeah definitely this could really help yeah and i i, I for one i think I, I you know we'll use this feature a lot because sometimes i struggle with some sort of hearing you know I, my hearing isn't you know, I'm not saying, I have nowhere near needing a hearing aid, but I do struggle sometimes with certain noise levels. So, yeah, this I think would be great. And I guess if you did wear a hearing aid um, and you didn't have them in, but you wanted to use the AirPods for maybe listening to music, you've got that secondary sort of effect of the conversation yeah. boost to help you ensure that you can hear what's going on around you, whether it be you know in the house or out the street or whatever like that. So, yeah, now really tell me how it goes when you can test that one. Yeah, well, I say the AirPod Pros are fantastic, and you know the transparency mode on them I use all the time now. And I thought for a while it was a bit of a gimmick, you know, like, well, isn't that just yeah. like normal AirPods? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I paid for this noise isolation, and now I'm not using it. Uh, but actually, it's really useful. So I was like in the house the other day, uh, you know, the kids are playing, doing some stuff. You know, with noise cancelling on, you know, most of that noise disappears. It's quite evident. Yeah. They're not quite. They're not as good as my XM4s, but you know, I didn't expect them to be. But with transparency on, I can still clearly hear what, what I was listening to, but I could yeah. also hear like, you know, stuff going on in the conversation around me if I needed to. So I could like, you know, in, uh, you know, tell my yeah. children off or, or do something I needed to. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, definitely off that. And to kind of touch on the spatial audio and the lossless. So yeah, so spatial audio and lossless both launched yesterday, as we said. So spatial audio is the Dolby Atmos uh, support. Um, and they, if you are an Apple Music subscriber or user, there are two demos um, on there today which are available that talk you through what spatial audio is. As a three-minute yeah. example. And they're voiced by Zane Lowe, you know, the voice of Beats. Oh, um, yes. And basically he gives two examples. One is Marvin Gaye and one is The Weeknd. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm more familiar with Marvin Gaye than I am The Weeknd. Um <laughs> But they play a song and he talks about the song, saying this is whatever song it was released in whatever year. Uh, so Marvin Gaye was recorded in the late 60s. Mono was the standard sound because yeah. that's all we had. And he plays it in mono. Uh, and it's like, a, it's like a wall of sound coming at you. You know, it sounds yeah. good, but it's, you know, you just hear the sound. And then he says, obviously, you know, then he swaps to stereo. But, you know, since uh, the mid 70s, stereo has been the standard for everybody. Uh, and again, I I'm, I'm listening to this on, on my XM4s. Noise cancelling is on, so I've got clear noise. Uh, sorry, clear sound. And yeah. stereo comes on and you get left, right channel. It's crisp. It's clear. You can hear the left and the right channels. Yeah. And then he swaps it to spatial, you know, Dolby Atmos. Yeah. And it's game changing because it is computational to a degree. But yeah. the best way I can describe to you is imagine the band are playing in front of me and I walk towards them okay. and the sound yeah. envelopes you. Yeah. You can hear the instruments. You can hear the bass. Clearly, it's not just a bass line. You can hear the bass. You can, you, and as you as you 
you feel the music deeper. I know that sounds a bit sort of rich, but it's you know <laughs> you can feel the music. And combined with Apple Lossless, which they've also released as well, and I know we were talking about this earlier before we came on air. So Apple Lossless are is available today uh, in twenty four bit. Uh, well, I say sixty. So it comes to sixteen bit, twenty four bit, uh, forty eight to 96 kilohertz or 24 bit 192 kilohertz which is a high res um audio uh and that is just something else um i it works on my mac because it's playing it through so i can listen to the 24 bit 48 um uh playback through my headphones because it's supported um but if you want to listen to the high res 192 you need to have the the dac or the converter or you need to have it on a wi-fi source so it works on my on my home pods um yeah and that combined with spatial audio i'll tell you now carl it it just it's it it brings a whole new meaning some of these songs i mean i'm not i'm not trying to sound you know (laughs) cliche but it's true you know there's a there's a difference to it 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 is it's completely different you know and i can hear it yeah you're not paying extra for this are you so this is a free upgrade this is free upgrade so really impressive and you know i'm going to test this some more i've been trying the last couple of days but yeah for me that was a game changer as well uh, as part of the overall experience of of ios um and uh the services around that um so the other one again we talked about watch earlier we talked about that we talked on um, Spatial Audio, FaceTime, you talked a bit about iCloud. iCloud. So let's just wrap up on iCloud Plus. Oh, and probably Siri just quickly as well. Do you want to talk about Siri first? Yeah, so Siri I suppose, I don't think there were many upgrades as such. New voices. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, there were new voices, definitely new voices, but again, the big thing they kept pushing at home is a lot more of this Siri stuff is now going to be uh, offline and locally processed. Yeah. And also, Siri is coming to third-party products. It is. And they showed, I think, was it Thermostat? Was he the it demo? Was thermostat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. So I, t- I didn't quite get, were they talking to the Thermostat and the Thermostat had Siri in it? Or were they talking to something else that had Siri that then controlled the Thermostat? I think they were talking to the Thermostat, which in turn was talking to Siri. But I couldn't work it out. No, I Cause... couldn't. But yeah. Because it said they did a whole section on smart home, didn't they? Yeah, it said that the the um, the command only goes to Siri, didn't it? Not to the cloud, yeah. not to the third party cloud. Okay, yeah. So it's using a Siri kind of API to hook into that. So obviously the device had microphones in to pick out, but relayed that just to the Siri cloud. Yeah, to do the processing. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. I didn't think it was much beyond that, but definitely you're right. There was, you know, it's, it's all again, like you said at the top of the show, privacy, data retention, not allowing third party access, isn't it? It's just bringing it back into yep. the localized network effectively, isn't it? Yeah, all doing it on the phone. Yeah, the phone's powerful enough to do it now. And I think also Siri was getting, you know, richer re- results, wasn't it, as well? Um, there was, I say, like I said, I think there were several new voices on, on that. Um, but yeah, you, I think that the biggest part was definitely the third party accessory, um, which, you know, let's be honest, Amazon and Google have been doing for some time now, isn't it? They have. Yeah. You can get, you take a Sonos speaker, for example, you can have a uh, Google assistant, you can have, uh, you can have, uh, Amazon's one as well. Can't you on there yeah. as a voice speaker? So maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get Siri shortly. Maybe, maybe. Hmm. Um, the other thing we didn't mention earlier, by the way, when we talked around, um, Safari, was uh actually not necessarily safari but the mail app was uh did you catch that thing around the privacy talk was about the reduction of tracking pixels 
No, I, I missed that one. So Apple Mail. Okay. I'm assuming it's just Apple Mail because it has to be third party. Um, yeah. Will block tracking pixels in in app in emails. Okay. So you know, for a long time, not you know, it's been the thing is around invisible pixels. It um, has. And that's how they. That's how they know if you've opened the email or read it, isn't it? Yeah, which is it's a bit of a. Yeah, I, I got my opinions on that, but you know, um, <laughs> but basically, you know, you can unsubscribe from this stuff, but you know, that's how you end up getting this more and more, isn't it? Um, um, but apparently, Apple Mail is going to block those tracking pixels. Yeah, and alongside, give you more control over the detection of, I guess, unsolicited mail. Um, yep. There wasn't much other information on it and how it's going to work, but no. There's clearly again more going on behind the scenes, but yeah, that was something I had on my, my notes here. But um, let's wrap up then with uh, iCloud Plus. This was the big one. There was a lot of big announcements in iCloud Plus. So basically, I think iCloud iCloud Plus is a way of separating you know the, the free iCloud users uh, from the paying iCloud users from the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> uh, exactly, but uh, you know, so if you're already paying like like I do, I pay kind of two terabytes of storage because. And we've been through this before, haven't we? They don't have anything more than, is it 200 gig? And then two terabytes. Yeah. Been anyway, there. So I'm <laughs> paying for the two terabytes one. We've been there. We've discussed this one. But yeah, they've been bringing some heavy hitting stuff. So the big one for me was private relay. So this is going to route your connection. Now, I don't know if it's only Safari or all your data from your device via two separate relays. So basically no one can track your device. So from what I could work out earlier on my test Mac, because it, so yeah. I can tell you, so I sent you screenshots, didn't I? So it's enabled yeah. today um, in Mac OS 12, uh, private relays there, uh, and the, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, brain's gone. The burner email. Hide my thing. email. Hide yeah. my email. So the private relays there, for what I could work out, it appears to be Safari only, as far as I could tell. Okay. So just your browsing. Yeah. Now... I mean, obviously, this is it's great from a privacy point of view, but it did make. They didn't mention they didn't mention this on stage for obvious reasons, but this came out afterwards. Though. Unfortunately, it will not be coming to ten countries due to. Well, <laughs> they they've called it regulatory reasons, but we're going to say oppressive governments because that's I would basically say what so. it comes down to. But so China, unfortunately, if you are in yes, Belarus, China, Colombia, sorry, Belarus, Colombia, Belarus, Egypt, <laughs> yeah, Kazakhstan, Saudi Arabia, South Africa. Turkmenistan, Uganda, or the Philippines, this will not work for you. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you work out. I'll let you work out your own reasons for why, why they're not included. You know. Yes, but I mean, oh, yeah, from a privacy point of view, okay, it's only for Safari. It's on your browsing. But yeah, this will stop your ISP or anyone else tracking what you do. They won't be able to figure out or, or fingerprint your device. Now, I'm going to presume law enforcement can still get a warrant to. Get hold of this data. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I I would imagine so. Uh, it's not quite the same as a, a no logging VPN, but yeah, it, if you're only paying for iCloud and this is chucked in for free, definitely a, a great upgrade. Uh, the other one you mentioned there was what, the hide my email. So this yes. is quite similar to that. Uh, is it signing with Apple, isn't it? Yeah. So using Apple as um, you know a social sign in like you can with sign up with Google yeah. or sign in with Facebook, isn't it? Is basically using Apple to single sign on into those services um yeah so this is exactly what you've just said and when you did that if you've ever used it you know it says do you want to hide your email address behind some weird um yeah randomly generated um 
email address. What this yeah. now shows you is all of the apps that you're signing into with signing with Apple. It also shows you if you're hiding your email address, but it, now it gives you up as a plus symbol to create a new random address, yeah, yeah, a randomly generated iCloud address. Yep. And so, like, you say where it's going to forward to, can't you? Yeah. So I got one that came up and it said it was like mint underscore gnome three. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's permanent until you choose to go in and delete that. But very useful, really useful. I um, I can, I, you know, not, and I don't mean from dodgy scenario, but I mean if you're just signing up for a product or a service, or I don't know, you know, we've all we've all been the one we want oh, to test something. Popping your email address, yeah, yeah, exactly. you, want you know, to test something. yeah, exactly. Um, and it just, I don't want all the spam. You know, so this is no. a really good thing, but you need, but but you don't want to put in a fake email address because you need to get the oh, I don't know the authentication yeah, link or something. Email, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And quite a lot of these burner services, unless you're paying, it only works for like twelve hours or an hour or something, doesn't it? It's not a permanent one, but this is this is permanent until you choose to go and decide that. But, uh, yes, they're very good, very good. What also came with that though was Apple are going to introduce. The ability to use custom email domains or a custom email domain. Yeah, I missed this. So yeah, I didn't. Wasn't on the thing. It came on in in the notes because obviously you can go to Apple's site and now see what's coming in iOS 15. Um, but yeah, it said about using custom email domains. Uh, don't know much more information than that other than yeah, kind of how it's going to work. We can have more than one. I don't know. I mean, this sounds a bit tech savvy for Apple. So how are they going to make this simple? Mm. Unless you have to buy the domain from Apple, or can you transfer it to Apple? Or do you have to point the MX record? This sounds very tax tech savvy for an Apple product. Yeah, I I, I don't know, it, but and I I have to say the screens on Mac OS didn't look polished either. You know, did they not? No. If you see the screenshots mm. I sent you, if you get a chance to have a look at them again, they didn't quite look refined. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but so it's still but, like several months yet before this goes live. Yeah, of course. And I haven't I haven't looked obviously I haven't got this running oh I have to tell I've got it on the iPad. I haven't I looked on the iPad. On the iPad the other day and it didn't work, but that, that was uh, day one, so may, maybe yeah. Yeah, I'll have to maybe see. And I, I am I'm still two minds whether or not to go go big on the phone yet, so we'll see. I might leave it for more revisions. Um the other stuff that caught my eye though, um so HomeKit secure video. So that's that, that's Apple's initiative that you can buy cameras from third parties. And they basically encrypt your video, don't you, from end to end uh, and store it in iCloud. Now, the announcement there was that it's no longer going to uh, count against your iCloud storage allowance. No, this is quite clever, isn't it? Because But there's some caveats. Yeah. Obviously. So if you've got the cheapy, cheapy 50 gig uh, iCloud Plus account, you only get one video camera. Uh, 200 gig gives you five HomeKit secure video cameras. And two terabyte gets you unlimited number of cameras hooked up to it. Mm, okay, okay. It's still but good. Uh, I, I've I've not come across a camera that supports it yet, personally. No, I need to go and have a look into that because I mean, they do sound like a cool idea. And uh, they did show it in the um, they had the house mocked up, didn't they, with a load of different home kit stuff. And they showed it uh, on the Apple TV. <laughs> Where it was sitting three or four different cameras all at once. It looked pretty cool. That was the same. That's that, that's definitely that set that they built, wasn't it, for the HomePod Mini release? It was. <laughs> it, it's the same set. They, they, they yeah, they've dusted that down. Very oh, good. Yeah. There were some other good ones there. Um, there was a big play on um, what happened. Bit grim, but what happens if you pass away? Okay, so you're going to be able to yes. nominate someone to have your data. In the event of your death to handle your data. 
So they will then get access to your iCloud, your photos, everything that's backed up there that they can then restore to another device and get hold of. Uh, yeah, of course. You that... a lot of stuff on your iPhone. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, that's not something new. That's not a new feature to Apple, but it's a feature I think definitely in this modern world of, you know, digital digital natives, isn't it? Um, yeah. That is something that people need to consider. And so, yeah, I'm all for that. I don't want to think about it, but I'm all for it. No. And I suppose along with that is the ability to add a friend or a family for an account recovery. Yeah, that's another handy So point, you'll be able to it? ring them for the 2FA code that will pop up on their device. So you know, if you've only got one Apple device and you've got a 2FA code popped on, but you've wiped your device and how do you get to it? So I suppose it's to help you not get locked out of your account permanently. Again, useful feature. Hopefully you won't need to use it. <laughs> and this was the one last thing I had written down was the uh, temporary boost to iCloud storage. So if you're setting up a new device, uh, or you've got a new device and you don't have enough iCloud storage to back up your old one. Uh, so then how do you get it all to your new one? So Apple will give you unlimited iCloud storage for three weeks when you get a new device so that you can successfully back up everything from your old device and make sure it gets over to your new device. Oh, I like it. Now, I, had, I hadn't read yeah, that anywhere. It wasn't so that's announced, really... but that was in one of the notes bits on their website. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I like that a lot. That but unfortunately, you're still not going to get more than your five gig of free storage. No, no, but still, but you're still not up that. Not to fifteen or twenty. That you're still not getting any more. You're not five. getting it. No, no. Oh well. Hmm. But no, and the other cool thing was they were saying that the prices are not going to change for iCloud Plus. No, they're not. No, and uh, the anybody that's on the Apple One subscription would get effectively the same tier of iCloud Plus that they would get uh, yeah. today. So uh, I'm on Premiere, uh, so I would get the top you're all end. in, aren't you? All in, yeah, all in. Um, and I could check it was there. So I'm, I'm, yeah, for me, again, just what you want. You don't, you know, Apple have got this. They've worked it out. Actually, sometimes it does pay to keep the prices the same, um, you know, and, yeah, and people will be happier if they think they're getting something for free. You know, you might not be, but you think you're <laughs> so. And you are now, you know, I'm, I'm paying my nine or my $10 uh, for my two terabyte storage. And now I'm getting more. I'm getting the same storage, but I've got the ability for, my email, private relay, and a load of other bits and pieces. So I'm getting more value for my money. Yeah, definitely. That's the key thing, isn't it? It's more value for money. It's and it's more more bang for your buck, so to speak, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. Awesome work. Well, well, I think we've covered a lot tonight. We've run long this evening, so hopefully you've stuck with us. But you know, it's been a a huge WWDC and you know we've only really scraped the surface of some of the key points that yeah. you know we we wanted to call out this evening um definitely would recommend you if you're interested go look at the WWDC site um there is on YouTube content as well on YouTube or we there's going to be more content dropping we will definitely be picking up more of the key tip key items and tidbits as they drop that we think are relevant for the show and we'll talk about those probably in the next couple weeks we're going to be back to our normal scheduled programming next week where we'll have the latest in tech news, some of the stories from this week. Um, We'll talk about gadgets. We're also going to talk about some games. I will also talk about Army of the Dead as I finally watched it, Um, (laughs) including a look at Far Cry 6 and Battlefield 2042, um, which is announced today. But that's been everything for me. So again, uh, last bit of housekeeping for me, which I forgot to do at the start of the show. I've got to get better at this. Uh, You can find us (laughs) on Twitter at The Weekly Tech Brand and techrant.online for all of the show notes. Uh, I've been Jay. I've been Carl. Have a good evening, all.